Growing and scaling a business is complex. It can be very scary and lonely trying to navigate it all. It comes down to the community of trusted people you surround yourself with. Let's dive in to the Business as People podcast. Hey, Quinn. Awesome to have you back for us tearing down a, a site that I think we're both very passionate about. It's supporting girls and women who code. I want to give a little backstory. So another reason what drives me here is that I have three girls and I want to help pave the way of equality for women. I think it's extremely important. And my wife, who the director in the medical industry, I look up to her every day. She teaches me a lot about organizations and it's unbelievable the balance that she can do and the impact that she's making as a leader there, you know, especially against men. So really excited to unpack this site, Girls Who Code. So tell me a little bit about what's your passion when it comes to equality with women. So being an entrepreneur as a woman, when you go to conferences and stuff, like all of the speakers are men, you know, there's not so many women up there. Women have a voice as well. And as you said, they're inspiring. They're awesome. They're doing cool stuff and they're not shown in the spotlight as much. So I think it's really cool that, you know, girls who code developers are actually predominantly male. Like when I hired a developer recently, I had over a hundred applications and only four of them were female. So, you know, helping more women get into tech is really important to me. The women that we have are are like, rationally, I just feel naturally a lot of the women that work in my agency, they just do a kick-ass job. I look forward to interviewing women because I know there's like, you guys just have this innate ability to just organize and you just execute. And not that men can't do that, but I feel like it's just more natural for whatever reason. So there should be more women in the tech mm-hmm. space and in leadership roles. So you know, let's dive into this site. This site is a site that I've heard a lot about. They've, they've done awesome work, but this is the first time actually I've been on it. I've known this brand. I've never been on this mm-hmm. site. So Quinn and I are going on the site. First impressions, we're going to go through and unpack kind of like what's their brand message? What do they do? How do they help? What's the impression and emotional feeling that we get from this? So we're going to go through the homepage and we're going to check out the donation page. So just landing on this page right away, What's your first impression, Quinn? Yeah, so the first thing is I get like Girls Who Code is very clear. I'm like, why is the main CTA get updates when probably the main goal of this is to have people donate? So I kind of question that. Or support, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And kind of looking at this main header as a white woman, I see all minorities here and people of color. Mm. So I wonder if it's just for minorities or is it for all females, all women? So that's kind of a question that pops up just from the imagery. That is interesting, actually. I didn't notice that at first, but you're right. Actually, no, you know, right here. Now you have to kind of really look, but here is. But I'm curious. uh, She's right there kind of behind the word female. I mean, you don't really see it predominantly mm -hmm. a white girl here, but I think. So I'm curious if they have more pictures on the page, if it follows along this or not. Are they just the girls who code it? Is this just for engineers? I'm assuming it is because it says that. Because when I first heard the name girls who code, I thought it was also like web development. I thought it meant for. Well, they also call developers engineers. Mm -hmm. So So maybe if there's other things that it's another industry that's not like maybe it's like web development or technology. Maybe you say helping fill in the pipeline of future female technologists Mm -hmm. or people in the tech space 
you know, because engineer can mean developer coding. It could mean robotics. It could mean actual manufacturing engineer of robotic equipment and stuff. So I'm curious. And if you're a young girl, you might not know, oh, actually, it wasn't thinking of being an engineer. I'm, I'm looking to get into robotics, mm-hmm. but robotics is engineering, right? So sometimes you have to take the jargon. I, I see this with our clients, like they bucket everything under a term, but mm-hmm. I always tell them just be literal, like list it because <laughs> It will resonate with someone if they see the word, even though it falls under the category. Yeah. So one of the things that I've seen sites do, so future female engineers, and then it changes. So it's coders, robotics, like blah, blah, blah. So it like changes. Like a typewriter. Like like every two seconds. Like I've seen that on sites before. So that could be something they could implement there. Right there. Yeah. That's a good idea. Or it just flips like different words come in and Mm -hmm. out. That's a great way. But then they can also empower, like they can have something mm-hmm. say, we build women that are courageous, strong leaders. We mm-hmm. do that by making them the future of engineering. So mm-hmm. sometimes telling the story of the outcome of what you want these women and girls to be, but then say, this is how we do it. We want them to be future leaders, future CMOs. We want them to be changing the world. I don't know that I resonate with the word pipeline. I guess that's their mission here to get more women into these, but world's largest pipeline. Like when I come here, if I want to learn this stuff and build it, that's not what I really resonate with. It starts to sound a little bit more mission driven, which I get their mission, but. But this um, is, I feel like an emotional play. mm -hmm, Yeah. I think all brands should always be emotional play regardless Mm -hmm. of how, even if you're a very technical business. We're human reading content. We're still mm-hmm. humans at the end of the day. And we want it mm-hmm. simple. Uh, we tell people, write it in fifth grade level. I'm not a pipeline. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> anyway. But we get the intent, right? So hopefully, you know, someone can reword that. I guess, what would you say a little bit different? What, what would be a different suggestion here, Quinn? It's about empowering women because like when you look at technology, it's all men for the most part, and you want to see more women there. So it's about giving exposure, helping women be more seen, helping them kind of in that career path to build credibility. Like when I was getting some speaking coaching, doing a speech, one of the men told me, it's like, yeah, women just naturally don't have credibility. So you have to drop some value in the first one to two minutes of your speech to get that credibility as fast as possible. Otherwise people aren't going to listen to the rest of your speech, you know? And it's like, wow. So it's about building up credibility for women, helping them being seen in the workplace valued. And I think that's also just important as well. We're not a pipeline. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. Those are just my thoughts. Suggestion. Again, we're off the cuff here. So community, the world's Mm -hmm. largest community of future female engineers, the world's largest ecosystem or mm-hmm. but I think the word community yeah yeah because that's really what it is I really think at mm-hmm. the end of the day because I'm sure they're getting tons of mentorships all right so now you go down and there's no call to action here I think they sh- could be yeah. there's an opportunity here to do a call to action mm-hmm. like you know be the next one mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that or how to become the next one so it's just something like action oriented called action would be nice because then it could go to here or whatever information you want to get that person to let me just go back up top here again. As you scroll down, so what we do, but who's your audience, right? Is it just girls? Is it also organizations who represent girls? Is it, you know, mentors? Where do you want those people to go? Is there a different part of the site? What's the action you want them to go there? Because 
if it's a parent, right? So I want to get my daughter, you know, so I think to make it very easy to navigate this. So you go here, we see the mission and it sounds like they have three ways to accomplish this mission mm -hmm. is clubs, third to 12th grade girls, summer immersion programs. I, yeah, we're getting to the summer season now. So this is relevant. Yeah. But I, I I'm curious. I, I wonder. Means. Yeah, it's college programs to help our alumni succeed and build community with. So when they say alumni, I'm assuming folks who graduate from their program here, Girls Who Code. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't um, understand what loops has to do with that. There's a little bit of confusion. Let's click into college. it. College loops. Supporting women in tech at the college level. Okay, here's what are college loops. All right. So I guess it's like someone that's going to help mentor a younger girl from reading that. Community through weekly meetings during the school year. So sisterhood, leadership, build your career. So yeah, mentorship and even maybe camaraderie as well. Yeah, so maybe college mentorship is actually like a more descriptive term that helps me understand what that is a lot easier college loops sometimes i think people they try to come up with a term or something that's like a little bit more unique or creative but it loses the understanding of what that is because you have to explain it then it's not resonating you have yeah. to be able to take looking at this here college loop president if you say i'm a college loop president nobody knows know what that means but you say i'm a college mentorship program president or there's probably other ways i know you don't want it too long but that's what we recommend because again if you're getting too creative and it, it gets too much you lose the message yeah the message, i hate to I use guess. the word cute but if you get a little too cute with it you can lose the messaging mm -hmm. versus like i always say go back to fifth grade level reading and writing content keep to the point very simple because mm -hmm. if you ask a fifth grader sixth grader like college loop well they know what that means but you say oh a college mentor program or, yeah, I would know exactly what that is just by um, you saying it like, oh, they have a mentorship program for women in college and we're going to help them succeed and as they start their career, right? That's just off the top of my head. Like I would assume that's what that meant. Whereas college loops, we had to read through this page to kind of get it. Understand it. And then I'm still looking for stories. Yeah. I, I think if this was really impactful, I would like to see our impact. What is that? Okay. So the data's way in the bottom. Mm -hmm. Our recommendation is anytime people are always about resource oriented, they want to know the why and what's in it for me. I would put mm -hmm. this data way up top. Like, yeah, right that's also social proof, you Correct. know, and you want people to understand that, Hey, this program is awesome. Here's why it's awesome. Here are our stats and it helps people trust you more and believe in the program more. So yep. I agree with you. That should totally go to the top like probably right under like you know maybe after here because this mm -hmm. is a nice punchy line right so to the point supporting women in tech at the college level boom and then before you even say what are college loops i think you show the data and mm -hmm. then you do this because now you compelled them further you pull them through the story with results and then people are like okay now what is this what, what is loops so then now the rest of it should flow and I would definitely put testimonials around the data a layer underneath. I would show video if you can of girls talking about how this affected them and helped them because video has such a deeper dynamic than just photos. 
you know, and I think it, you're telling a story at another level that video will always, I think, dominate. But if people don't want to watch the video, they have imagery. But I really feel if someone's compelled, they're going to watch the video. Mm-hmm. And as we're going through this, I still haven't seen really a photo of a white woman. So I feel like this is for uh, minorities because she looks Asian. Yeah, she looks either Asian or maybe Hispanic. And like here, not really. Yeah. You're, you're right. That's interesting. We'll check out the about page eventually to kind of see, but let's go back to the homepage. Yeah. All right. So that's that. So then here, who runs the world? So they've got a couple different locations of programs. Right. I kind of need to see the effect, which is awesome from a global standpoint. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that line. You can't be what you can't see. That kind of goes to what I was talking about earlier about going to conferences and all the men are speakers. Well, having a woman up there shows that, oh, women can do this too. And that's inspiring for young girls. So I actually really like that line. Yeah, my wife says that all the time, especially we got you know, the VP who is a minority to show like you also can be a, a vice president of the United States. Girls need to see like exactly where their potential is and kind of going back to what you said earlier, we're not seeing enough white girls here. So we want to show <laughs> the diversity of you also can be here too, which I'm, I'm sure the intent is open to everyone, but well, it's feedback that hopefully they will add more photos. So looking at this, right? So we got featuring women in tech to use whatever they fit into the school day from math to history to computer science. Using these lesson plans, students can explore the hidden history of women in tech and uncover how to think like a computer scientist. So I kind of want to know a little bit more about this program before I give my email because I don't want any more spam to my inbox already. And I'm trying to unlock these lessons. I think we all suggest if you do a program or a course, you should give samples so they can kind of see the cadence. They can kind of, you know, and I would do a bullet. What's the takeaway? Like what's in the mm-hmm. course of lessons? What do you get? Are there templates? Are there grids? Are they video lessons? Are they just reading? How long does the lesson take? Like this lesson is a one week program, two hours a day. So just summarizing what it takes to complete the lesson would be very helpful. One thing that I was kind of noticing as they talked about, well, it's girls who code, then they say engineer, and now they're saying computer scientist. So because at the top they said engineer, now they're using different terms. So Mm -hmm. I know we were talking about switching the terms, but it's just a little bit confusing. It it goes back to the point, I think if they did like a rotating word, Mm -hmm. that would help. There's all kinds of engineers, computer scientists, developers, coders, robotics, like whatever, like showing us it's about all of it. Because at the top, if it says engineers, I've kind of had my first impression be like, oh, this is about engineers. And now we're talking about computer scientists. And just the language either has to have consistency or you have to show the diversity or you, of that. maybe if they want to stick with the blanket approach, science and tech, the mm-hmm. future of females in science and technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I would be like, oh, okay, that's engineers, that's computer scientists, that's developers, that's all those things. So I think for the terms that they use and see like here, what a programmer looks like. <laughs> but change the image of what a programmer looks and does. So they're using like random words throughout the copy and so it kind of confuses and as a young girl not even as adults right mm-hmm. they probably can't differentiate 
what a programmer does versus a computer science person versus. So you, you're trying to expect again, a girl could be, Hey, I want to do this as a career. I heard a lot of great things about girls who code. They come here and using these different terminologies could confuse them. Like, well, actually I want to be a web developer or I want to do AI coding for mm-hmm. a software company, which is probably a programmer, but they might not know that. Right. Yeah. So that's where you got to use terms that will resonate with people who might not be familiar with some of these more overarching terms. Yeah. So maybe it's like at the top, it says like tech and then underneath it, it's like developers, engineers, data scientists, whatever. They kind of show the range of that somewhere. Like, what does that mean? I think that would be kind of cool. It could also go under what we do and then say industries that we've made an impact in. Mm-hmm. And they can list the different industries because they have a lot of space here to yeah. do that. And they can make it look still really beautiful. They can create graphical icons and, and list it. Because then what they can do there is, you know, or say like, what career, what do we do? And then what career are you interested in? That could mm-hmm. be like a great kind of like a splash page where they can list all the different types of career paths or professions. And th- they click that icon like this, and it goes mm-hmm. to that page to say, here's the path to become a programmer. Yeah. And just to kind of say something that the site is doing really well is one, they have a really good brand. They have a really good design. It flows really well. The visual hierarchy is good. So they've done a really good job with that overall. It's very clean. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. Yeah. A lot Uh, of times people put like too much information and they don't use white space and visual hierarchy well, but they've done that pretty well here. Yep. All right. So this looks like some PR announcements here. They're making an impact. So the section goes from here to here, mm-hmm. even though it has a line, I feel like it seems to have a title, like what this is. Like maybe it's like, you know, what we're doing in the community. What do you think? Or maybe the line suffices. <laughs> yeah. I kind of think the line's good because the big heading is right there. All right. And then this is our first testimonial. Yeah. I wish there was more. Because most sites now, there's at least three or there's like a Chevron arrow here. You can go to the mm-hmm. next one. And I wish it was a video here, really. I just feel like it's table stakes. Like you have to have a video. At least talk, <laughs> even if it's an overview of what your organization does or a video testimonial. It's an opportunity that's being missed. Yeah. To, to really get that emotion. Because like this women power, women camaraderie where they can hear another Mm-hmm. female speak mm-hmm. and it's like you're, you're going through this page you're getting more excited to learn more and maybe it's update or you're probably gonna want to sign up and learn more but you want to solidify that by having some type of audio visual play yeah it helps you connect more with the person and the people so if they go and they learn about this that helps kind of build upon that connection with the video so i agree with that i love this statistic i think that should be at the top Like what we were saying on that other page, put that up there. Kind of says like, oh, girls who code. Wow. 450,000 girls coding worldwide. Yeah. This could be the the H2, the subheading under the main heading. And then the call to action be like, be the next one. Mm -hmm. Let's scroll together. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Because right here you see the stat and then it talks about the gender gap in tech has been getting worse, but girls who code is changing that. Our alumni go on to major in computer science, not saying engineer, 15X the <laughs> national average. And then it says donate now. So I don't know. I'm getting a disconnect. And maybe it's like how to support. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to know what am I 
donating to? Mm-hmm. Is it to the, the program? Is it to the mentoring? Is it to lesson plans? Is it to like sponsoring a girl or just like a specific program under a program? So almost this here should be how you can support and then it shows the impact. Or I just feel like there's a segue here before you say, oh, donate. It's almost like disconnecting the messaging. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Quinn? Yeah, it doesn't seem like the right place to put the donate now button. It'd be like, learn more about how we're changing that, you know? And then it's like the donate. Mm-hmm. All right. So then you got news here, which is pretty standard. Become a partner. And then, all right, so let's check out the donate now page. All right. It's all about conversions, right? Let's see what they're doing here. <laughs> all right. So looks like I got redirected to another site. Just fine. Yeah. Thank you for supporting girls everywhere by making a gift to girls who code. Is it a gift or is it a donation? That's kind of weird term to use. Join us by making a gift today. Programming and our credible sisterhood because you can teach girls code. All right. Want to know more about our girls who code at home programming? Click here. So I would never put a link. If someone's ready to donate money, I wouldn't want to distract them by clicking here to go somewhere else. Um, unless it's a pop-up, which let's check out. Because on that right side, oh. wow, page not found. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh. Yeah, so that's not good. The 404 pages is kind of a fun opportunity to have fun with the brand, like put a cool little image there, like a funny little quote. It, and then it could like, show the girls like, we're coding this right now. We'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> we're coding it right now. You know? Yeah, exactly. But here it also on the right hand side, it does have questions that are kind of there. So I feel like that does what that sentence is like, want to know more? Well, in that right hand column, that information seems to be there. So I don't, know the purpose of that sentence. So what does my donation go to? Can my company sponsor? How can I contact? Like, Yeah, because they're here to donate, but now you're trying to educate someone on this home Mm -hmm. programming, Mm -hmm. which I really feel should be more informational on another part of the site, maybe under the the services, right? Or or programs. And is that like a specific program? So am I donating to girls who code or am I donating to a specific program about home programming now? So that actually confuses me. And the font's really small here compared to this other font. So just topography. Again, I think because it's going to this third party, sometimes Mm -hmm. that's what happens. Your brand, like you can tell it looks different. It looks very different and feel than the original site. So like, it's important, again, if you are going to use third parties, typically they give you opportunities to do custom coding to match the brand best it can. But at the very least, you try to make the topography be similar. All right. So how often would you like to donate time monthly? Let's say it's easy, dedicate my donate to someone. Okay, so it's all the information's there. Would you like your employer to match? All right. So you got your information, pretty standard. Payment yeah, options. It's a lot of stuff to do, but I think that they're not really in control of this form because they're using a third party. But ideally, you kind of want to go through a step-by-step 
process where you're giving like their email first, the amount they want to donate, then they're kind of led to the payment information or that additional stuff. But also if you're using a third party because you need to, then just run with it. <laughs> yeah. If they can try to make it more like an application where you take it in very step-by-steps. Mm-hmm. Bite-sized chunks. Yeah. Cause then it could look overwhelming when people scroll. And then what happens is like, oh, you know what? This will take me 20 minutes, but really may only take seven. You're like, I'll do it later. So yeah, now you've then lost, you don't come back. <laughs> now you lost that person and, and then life gets busy, right? Even though the intent was there. So when someone's at peak intent, you want to make it very easy for them to fill this thing all out right away. And I'm trying to think here, what does my donation go to? I think that's a question that should be here. Like, here's how we're going to use your donation. Thank you for you know making a gift. Yeah. Uh, but it says like, it here. Let's see. It's, again, it's very small. It's I, also pretty generic. Reach more girls, find and train volunteers, create a curriculum, new programs. There's some donation sites. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but where it's like $250 will help us put one girl in a program. $50 will help us buy her supplies or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. I like having some kind of tangible thing that I'm getting for the dollar amount. And I think that compels people more because if they're kind of emotional about this, it's that, oh, well, $50 will buy books, but for 250, I could put a girl through the program. Like I'd be more incentivized to put a girl through the program for a higher amount. Whereas you're just asking me to choose an amount and it's like, okay, I'll give 50 bucks, like whatever, or I'll give a hundred bucks. Whereas it's like 250, I'm like, Oh, actually, I want to put a girl through that. And I want to feel good about that. You know, I think that adding some kind of tangible thing that they get for that money and what they're donating to is a really powerful motivator to get a higher donation per person. Yeah, if, if they could, this drop down right here, Quinn, if they had another one, maybe underneath here is like, you know, how would you like to make your donation? But then she's like, how would you like your donation used? And then the drop down is like, put a girl through a program or then if they click the outcome, right? Like mm-hmm. let's talk about the outcome first. It then says, oh, well, we recommend a hundred dollars or two fifty. Mm-hmm. So it aligns, or mm-hmm. you can even in the drop down, you can even have like the name dash mm-hmm. two fifty. So they see it. Or if you can't do that, have just a list. If you can list buttons or options, kind of like check mark to say, how would you like your money used? You know, the fact that they just can say, I want to put it towards some, going through the program versus doing volunteers, that money might still go to volunteers. They don't know that, but it feels good to say, you know what? I chose this. Hopefully they use my money for that. So just giving people the option versus just making it a blanket approach will help compel people to feel like they had a purpose with intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, that's it for this page, but it's better than most that we've seen. <laughs> yeah. Really good design, actually really good, very cohesive experience. So yep. yeah, great even there. sites that look great have things that they could improve on, you know? All right. Yeah, so let's go. Let's go with the about us here. Cause I'm curious, like you said, is it mostly about, you know, di- like yeah, I want to know, is it for all women or is it just for minority women? Because I mean, I get that they're trying to be diverse and show diversity, but at the exclusion is kind of my question. All right. So they have data here and it goes here, which is great. 
how it's changing the game or reaching. Yep. So it says half of the girls we serve come from historically underrepresented groups, including black, Latino, and low income backgrounds. So if that's half of them, then who are the other half and why yeah. are they not represented on this page and the photos? Because as they said, you can't something what you can't see. Well, mm -hmm. I, I don't see myself in these photos. So I'm yeah. assuming that this is not for me. I mean, there's many other countries that are, you know, you have that lighter white, you can come from a country that is underserved, but mm -hmm. you, you can also be considered white, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think just having more photos, like just really full spectrum of, of diversity would be helpful. They have their and, and I do get that a lot of times it is predominantly white people and minorities are not accurately represented. So I get their intention here was to really show that this is also for minority women, but I think they did it at the exclusion of white women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which of course is probably not their intention at all. No, not at all. Grocery Code is an origin that values diversity, equity. So look, you know, yeah. ironically, here we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then they have any reports. So this is the, I think just the about us page directly. Mm -hmm. There's opportunities here to do more call to actions, like get involved or volunteer, like our values. Let's see, let's see, maybe up here. Okay, no want to learn how to code or, you know, want to learn. So just there's opportunities here because the about us page, historically, when we actually heat map pages and we're looking at where people are visiting, the homepage gets the most traffic. The second most visited page is actually the about us page. So this is an opportunity again, because some people, they skim the homepage. They don't see it all. I mean, I skim, think about how you read information, right? You might not read everything on the homepage. I always tell people a joke. I say, you have to say it 14 times. <laughs> you don't do that, but at least three times. You got to give people, everyone navigates a website differently. Everyone finds information differently. Whoever built the site, you might think like, here's where they should find the information, but you're so close to it. You know where to navigate. For someone who's never been on here, you know, hopefully they're recording the sessions, they're understanding the user experience, but you want to give people multiple ways to convert. Like I know they have the donation thing here, but even here, like this That's is hidden. Good. This is hidden, right? Is this yeah. donate now? It should say like donate now or like support now. Yeah, there's no context for that button. So now I'm like, what is this button following me here? <laughs> you know, and all these little nuances can make a huge, like you could see 10, 20, 30% lift in conversions by just making these simple little changes. Well, sometimes more than that, sometimes the tiny tweaks can have huge lists in conversions. And even you may think, oh, this site's pretty good. It doesn't you know, need anything, but these tiny tweaks add up over time. So if you make a cut one that gets a 5% lift, one that makes a 30% lift, one that gets a 10% lift, those things compound on top of each other mm -hmm. because it's all about a funnel, right? <laughs> if you get more people from A to B, you know, by 10%, then you get 5% more from B to C, and then you get 30% more from C to D, then those results actually end up compounding and end up to a larger result overall. And it's all these micro changes that mm -hmm. do make the hugest impact. Okay. So let's just go to get updates and see what this is like. Oh, I didn't expect that. <laughs> I expected it to go. To but what am page. I getting? It's what am I getting? 
Yeah. I mean, of course, it's a, probably a newsletter, but this is an opportunity to to kind of say, like, what are you getting? And if you have different types of forms, if it's reports versus educational things, you want to also give people options because like, you want to give people control of what content they want to consume because maybe they don't care about the reports. So then now what happens is put their email on, you're sending them all the reports like down here, which I'm sure are very valuable, right? Mm -hmm. But if they don't care about that, someone might not open. Now they're not opening the email. So now your email open rates are lower or they say, hey, this is spam. I'm not gonna open it anymore. And that email provider might now be considered a spam. So then now your email marketing tool might not go through because too many people are saying you're spam. So to solve all that, you have to, right from the beginning, be very clear about what you're getting and you give people options and control. Yeah, that was a mismatched expectation for me because when you click to get updates, I expected to go to a page that was going to tell me like more about how to stay updated and then a way to stay updated rather than just, I'm an adult student, give me your email address, sign up. So that's a big mistake that a lot of sites make is that you're not matching expectations of your visitors. So they're less likely to actually convert. Because it's the same here, right? It's in the mm -hmm. footer. So every page is in the same footer and it just says, sign up now. What am I signing up for? <laughs> yeah. You know, overall, the site is beautiful. It's great. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, obviously we get what they do, but I think you can make it a lot easier and not have someone work by going to one or two additional steps. Because typically you want to get two, maybe three clicks or steps and then convert, which is either sign up, donate, call, or do something. Because if it's too many steps, then you might deteriorate that conversion opportunity. Exactly. So. Yeah. Overall, I think they've done really well. I think they just need to be a little bit more clear. Oh, in this, their and this doesn't, and this doesn't disappear. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you click get updates again. Nope. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's not ideal. Yeah. So I think they've done a pretty good job overall, just a little bit about the messaging, more clear on the terminology and showing the true diversity of their program. But kudos to them. And I really hope that they, they can apply some of the stuff that we shared and they are building a community of future female engineers in the tech and science space. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, Quinn, thank you again. Always love having you on as the queen of user experience, CEO of Conversion Crimes. Until next time. Ciao. All right, cheers. If you have any questions and topics you'd like us to cover, please email me at podcast at or message me on LinkedIn.